Again, the Ram is talking about Ayla Mabba. And what we know about Ayla Mabba is that it's only after this world ends and then the Ayla Mabba starts. So, the reason for that, based on, we explained lots of times, based on Ramchal and others for him, is because Ayla Mabba is final status. And when a person dies, he can get judged, but only can get judged for everything until this point. In other words, the mitzvahs he's done until now, the shchusim he's accumulated until now, or chasasham, the things he's done wrong until now. But that's not a final status because those are things which can still change. How can they change if he's no longer alive? So we explain many times because the person's actions have results, which continue to accrue either shchusim or averis even long after he died. And therefore, because of that, uh, we, Hashem hasn't closed the books on anybody yet. The mitzvahs his children are doing come to his benefit. The mitzvahs talmidim are doing come to his benefit. The chasarim he started in his life and continued to work after it's already his benefit. The Torah he taught and it gets retaught and retaught. And the Sfarim he writes and are getting learned again and again. It's all to his benefit. So the the, the, the books aren't yet closed. The accounts are still, no, are still working, are still open. And therefore you can't yet give a final judgment or a final reward. And therefore it's only after this world ends. And therefore there's no longer a situation where the, the accounts or the ledgers that everybody has, the schutz maveris, are moving, only when it's ended, then you can give a final result, a final count, and a final the verdict, decision where a person is, and that's what where a person is given his uh, ultimate status, where he deserves or doesn't deserve. That's why it hasn't started yet. But now the is going to say another chiddush. And it says, Zeshakara is a hachamim ayram Not because it doesn't exist now, and then this world first gets destroyed, and then that world, which means the Olam Abba, is a future world which comes to replace the world that there is now. That's not the case, I know that's okay. And the Olam Abba is already there, it exists. No one's been invited inside it yet, but it exists. How does he know that? And he brings the Pasuk he quoted two hours before. How much is the good that you've hidden for those who fear you? And that's talking about Adam So it means it's already been created and that good's already hidden. It's there. It hasn't been revealed yet, but it's there. You've already made it. You've already hidden it. So why is it called Adam Abba? Now, in other words, it's not that the world of Adam is going to be created, it already has been created, but it's Habah because people haven't got to it yet. They're only going to get there only after this world. So he's not arguing with the first point. The Gemara says that this world will be destroyed. Once it comes to an end, it'll no longer be a point of it. But what he meant is, it's not that only after the destruction of this world, then the Adam will be built. The Adam was already built. It's, uh, the doors will be opened if you want, only after the end of this world. But it's not that it's only after the, this world's completed, then Hashem will start building Adam Abba. This is directly arguing on right? Destroying this world, the Ramchal says, is because this world is in any, anyway only meant to be temporary. There's no point in it anymore. The world's here in order to provide people with the opportunity to have Bechera. 
and to do what they need to do to get Adam Abba. Once people have had that opportunity and used and their behavior gone and gone to Adam Abba, there's no point in this world anymore. Right, so it, it was built for a temporary base. It was built only to last as long as it was needed to provide that... Uh, it's like the caravan before the Yeah, just in order to provide what was necessary for people to get to the to the result. It's the process that is not attracted. It's also the shitasam about what, about if it's completely physical or if it's like, I'm sorry, completely spiritual, spiritual or if it's like a, a right. If you, like a, you're right. A right. Let me know what you mean. You know, as if the Nukuda is is a separate world just for the Shamas, it can exist now already. Yeah. The Shamas haven't gone there yet, but Lemaisa, it's, it's a separate dimension. Yeah. If the Nukuda is like the Ramchalans and like the Rambanans, and that is that a person goes to Olam above with his body and his neshama, just has to be a process which changes a person's body from being something physical, which enjoys physical things and is sustained by physical things, to something more spiritual, which gets sustained by and enjoys spiritual things. So then Ba'atim, it's a process of elevation to make people roi for Olam above. If that's the case, then it could be something which, again, it's not a stereo, it could be it's been there already from before. But it also could be that it's something which is a new level of bringing the world, world and bringing everything to that stage. That, that, it could be either way. It's not a stereo, but for sure it could be like that. Now there's a question over here. First, let's see the Rav and ask the question. So the, the Rav quotes this Rambam, and he says, Amr Avram, Nira kamakhish she'ayna oylem choyzer atayavavoy. And v'akadosh baruch v'chadosh alam. It looks like the Rav is being so sad, disagreeing with the principle that this world that is going to go back to Tayyavavayu, and Akash Prophet will create a new world. And he brings the Gemara of Amru, Shis Alfe Shani Havi Alma, there's 6,000 years that the world lasts, the Chad Chorv, in the 7,000th year, in the 7th millennia, it gets destroyed, if the world gets destroyed, then it will come out that the world of Tchisa of the Ayurveda is a new world. Now, Why is the Rambam's question a question on the Rambam? Like we said, the Rambam, he understood the Rambam to say that this world doesn't get destroyed. And, there, and the and the Ayurveda the, 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 is already there for people afterwards. The Mashmaos is what he said, is that the Rambam is not, the point is not going to argue, isn't it, this world gets destroyed or not. His point to say is that it's not that after the destruction of this world, then the Ayurveda is built. It's already built beforehand. And therefore, the Ravid's question is just from the fact that the Gemara says Hashem will destroy the world. The Ram could agree with that too. What he wanted to say was, it doesn't need this world to be destroyed for Ram about to be created. And what can already be created, even this world hasn't yet been destroyed. So, we don't, it's not such a kasha, uh, what the Ravid asks. The case of Mishnah explains it to Shitasa, which already said all the Farshim argue with. The case of Mishnah says that what the Ram calls Ayram about is the Ayram of the Nasham after separated from the body. And uh, the, the, the future world which will be created after this will get destroyed is something else according to the Rambam. And I've already said that all the Mufarshim argues against the Mishnah, but the Adam Haba means the future world, not the world of after the person dies. Uh, the Ramban in Shark will explain this by Rikhus. And therefore, the Elawat, all that I'm saying is, is that that future world already exists. There's nothing which has to be, what has to wait for this world to be destroyed in order for it to exist. Now, that's, uh, that's the shit of the Rambam. We're talking about the world existing for 6,000 years, and a 1,000 years is destroyed, and then. So the Pashtun says, and then there's no time. Why is there no time? So this is something which the 
Right at the beginning of the words Bereshis, um, the Gaon says Miramis to it, or whatever the rest of the Gaon meant, but this is a much of a phrase, I finally wrote and explained it. And if you think about it, there's a big Oymek over here. And that is, you can only count time when you have something to count time by. In other words, something has to change. If things continue with zero change, then there's no markers to count things by. It's only when I have a certain pro- a certain process, so that I can count the process, and then I have a way of counting how many times the process happened, I can start counting time. But if everything is continuing exactly the same, nothing ever changes, there's no way to count. There's no there's no markers. So, for example, the only place where the time starts, this is all going to understand what he's saying it, but uh, motion. time starts when there's a change. Now there's a cycle. Something changed. It was night, it was morning. And now I see a cycle come back, comes back to night. So that's cycle number one. I count the time. The cycle repeats itself, cycle number two. The cycle repeats itself, third time, cycle number three. And the more times I repeat itself, I'll keep counting it because then I have a way to count. I have something to count by. And it's not just the, uh, that I can break up into smaller parts. In, out of my cycle, I'll break my cycle, which is my unit, into small pieces. So I have a half a cycle, a third of a cycle, a tenth of a cycle, a hundredth of a cycle. But I have something to start with. If nothing ever moved, nothing ever moved, things will continue without anything ever changing, you don't have a market to count by. You don't have a market to count by. And that's what the Gaon says. Well, you don't need a market to count by. Maybe you need one, you don't have one. And therefore the Gaon says, time only starts from a time when, there's a, when Hashem creates a cycle. But before there's Erev Avoyke, if there's only Yar and nothing else moved, then when are you going to count? What changed? Well, what, what becomes the way to, to say this is the one, that's two, that's three, that's four? Nothing ever happened. It's, it's all exactly the same. And therefore, it's not that there wasn't time before Bresaya. There was things happened for, could it happen for, like we talk about the, 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 the thousand years before Bresaya. Not that Hashem created the world yet, before Hashem created the world. We can talk about eternity before the world. Hashem has always been there. But there's no way of giving it time. There's no way of giving it time because there's nothing to measure it by. We only count time because we have a way to measure time. If you can't measure something, you can't count it. And therefore, the same thing will happen at the end of the 7,000 years. And after that, so then there isn't going to be the system of Yom Belayla anymore. And if that's the case, there's nothing to count time anymore. So how do you get to 8,000? No, it's after the 7,000, then you move into a different zone. But then, then we're out of time again. What changes? When the time stops after the 7,000? Yeah. The like Gemara says. 6 or 7, it continues. It continues in the matter of the Chorov. This will be night and day? Yes, that's the Mashmas. It will continue a thousand years in the matter of the Chorov. And we spoke about this once before, what, why should should use it? The world, yeah, people. There won't be a, there won't be a, right. So there's a reason for that and what it means. You explained about this, but then and, and after that, and after then, then there's no then there's no cycle system. We've gone into a spiritual zone, and therefore things don't. Sorry. I was. I want to ask a question on this round. Someone was uh, asking me a question in a question session a few days ago. Somebody who had. Uh, Learned up some science, not too much, but some science, and he heard that the scientists uh, claim that the world is 40 billion years old, whatever they claim the world is, something like that. And he wants to know that was it a stereotype? Was it a stereotype? Maybe the world really is 40 billion years old. 
And the Torah just starts telling the story at a certain point. Or some such question. What was 40 billion? Maybe, maybe, maybe things have been around for 40 billion years. Because there are. So maybe, whatever it was, maybe whatever stage it was in, the Torah starts telling us the story at a certain point. Or whatever other, uh, you know, there can all kinds of other scientific hamtsas that have come up with to explain how how things could happen at different speeds, whatever the case is. Well, why are they wrong? Maybe they're right. Maybe we can work with them. So I told him, uh, as a Haktam Arif, this is just a coffee issue. I said, look, the, whenever you have a stir between what the Torah says and what science says, so you have two ways to address it. If you're not going to say that one of them is wrong outright, but you, you're going to try and reconcile them. You have two ways to address it. You can either start with the Torah's opinion, what the Torah says, and then try and understand what, how, why science sees things differently, or you can assume it's like science says, and I try and touch the Torah. So as, a, as a principle, we never do that. That way, that way is always the wrong way. We don't assume that science is more right than Torah. And now because science says, we have to explain the Torah. We always start backwards. The Torah is what's right. The Torah is Hashem Gavis and the Torah is Amis. Now the scientists think they've found evidence to the contrary. Okay, let's deal with the evidence. And I can answer the evidence. It doesn't disturb me. We have a way to reconcile it. And I'm not going to say they're wrong. Let's say they have ice dating and they have carbon dating and they have time to start the race dating, whatever it's going to be. I don't say they're wrong. I can reconcile with the Torah's explanation of 6,000 years. But I said the important way in Nashkafi is we always start off the Torah's right. Now, but now the second point. This is what I want to get over here. And I said, and why is it not just because it's an axiom, the Torah's right? But there's another point as well. And that is, think about it for a second. Even if, even if you're going to say, let's say, that you can reconcile what the Torah says with the fact that the world is 40 billion years old, but humans only came onto the scene a few thousand years ago. So think a second. Why would Hashem need 40 billion years to do nothing? Hashem created the world, and He created it for a reason. And we all agree that the reason involves people. So that means Hashem created the world 40 billion years in advance, doing nothing for an enormous amount of time, until eventually, 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 after so much time, a person came on the scene, and now the world has a meaning. Why does Hashem need to waste so much time? So if you're not going to believe in Hashem, and you say everything was a natural process that happened by itself, okay, so then there's no, there's no meaning anyway, so what's the difference how long it takes? Right? No, there's, no, there's, no, there's no direction, there's no meaning, so it's like, But once we're accepting that there is a meaning, and there is a world, then it's illogical to accept the science opinion. It's illogical to assume that the world was created 40 billion years ago, even if it wouldn't be a stereotype to the Psukim, because what for? Hashem doesn't do things for nothing. So why would he create a world for billions and billions of years, which is absolutely meaningless? You just get to the point. So as I live, the Torah says, Adam came to the scene within a week. The sixth day, he was there. Hashem didn't waste time. Hashem did what he needed to do, and there's no reason to do differently. There's no reason to create a Matthias which is unnecessary. When Hashem needs something, he'll do it. And therefore, if we're going to try and reconcile, we have to start the other way around. Hashem created the world, well, the Torah says he did. Hashem created the world in order for the person to come and do the job he's meant to do. Like the Torah says he did. Oh, the scientists have dating methods which seem to indicate the world's much older. Good, we'll answer the question that way. But uh, why am I saying all this now? What's going to do with the Rambam? It's simple. We have a principle. And that is, HaKadosh Baruch Hu doesn't need time to do things. He can do things in a second. So there's no reason to have things which he doesn't need. When he needs it, he'll do it. He doesn't need to prepare it. It doesn't take thousands of years to set it up. HaKadosh wants something, he'll do it right now. And therefore, Makash is, after this long time, why does the Arodim Habar have to be created already? Nobody's there yet anyway. It's the Oilam Abba, the Ramam also agrees. It's the future. It's a fantasy. It's hidden for the future. So why is it just created in the future? 
What is he needed for for thousands of years where the world's existing where it's just sitting empty? In other words, even we're going with the Rambam. As he says, the Rambam is already created. But it's just, it hasn't been inhabited yet because Hashem's waiting until everyone's been through this world. So why create it? Why have something, Hashem doesn't have to repair it in advance. When he needs it, he'll create it then. When this world's finished, and now it's time for Adam Abba, good, create Adam Abba. Why does he need to create something in advance, which is just sitting empty for thousands of years doing nothing? What for? What for? In other words, the Ram is not in the possible. What for? What's the need for it? What's it doing now when it's not there yet? Physical things. Hashem created everything within the times of Masi Barashis, even things which only need to come on the scene in a thousand or two thousand years' time. The opening of the ground for Karach. The donkey we spoke to Bela. We created by Masi Barashis, even though their role in the, in the act of history came up much later. Because when it comes to physical things, Hashem doesn't create things after the Shashim Barashis. That's why Hashem created the Daphne Ben all the things, so to speak, which would be necessary later because you're not going to create new things after that. When we're talking about a spiritual thing, it doesn't have to fit the same rules. It's not Tachas Hashemish. It's not in the, what, what's needed for Adam Azeh. So here we go into the question. So why does Hashem have to create Adam Abba before we even start, long before it was needed? And, and then also, 